What's up and welcome to the second episode of the Grind Line podcast. This is Tyler here alongside Greg. Ryan couldn't join us tonight, so it's just me and Greg uh, that are going to be doing this tonight. The Red Wings had a really good weekend at the NHL draft, and we're going to get into that in a few minutes here. But Greg, I want to pass it over to you to uh, lay it out for us. Yeah, so today we're going to talk a bit about free agents that the Red Wings are targeting. Uh, we're going to talk about the draft, and then we might have some stuff to mention at the end if we have time, but I don't want to rile everyone up unless we can actually lay it out. So uh, the the newest news is that the Detroit Red Wings are talking to a couple key free agents. Uh, one is recently former Detroit Red Wing Thomas Vanek, who I think most of us love to have here. He was really good. I was a little sad when they traded him away, but he was he was one of the best producers uh, when he was here. The surprise person that they're talking to is longtime former Red Wing Valtteri Filpola, who, if you remember, him and Hoodler were like a one-two punch for, for a few years. So uh, that's, that's a little bit of a surprise. I think Filpola right now is playing for Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, but- UFA, though. But yeah. yeah, but he's a free agent. And then the Red Wings have met in person with goaltending free agent Robin Lanner, who recently played for Buffalo, but was told he wasn't being renewed. So those are the three. I I, I like Vanek. Uh, I only like Vanek if you know someone else is leaving. Um, I don't think you need to take up a free agent spot with a Vanek signing. I... I mean, Philpola, I can take him or leave him. I mean, he hasn't been phenomenal with, with the Flyers. And who was he? Was he with Lightning. Tampa? Yeah, yeah, it was Lightning. Tampa before the Flyers, and he wasn't phenomenal there either. So, I mean, Philpola, I can take him or leave him. Robin Lehner is the curious. Uh, people have mentioned to me that he had a really bad defense in Buffalo, which I can see that them being <laughs> toward the bottom of the league. But I also don't think he was that phenomenal. Now, he's a little younger. Um, but I'm I'm not a huge Robin Laner fan. I'd rather have a guy like Hutton. So I say I don't think we really need a free agent forward. I think we can bring up someone like a Svechnikov uh, and be okay in that position. But Tyler, what are your thoughts on on the free agent talks? Yeah, the only thing that intrigues me about Philpola is the Red Wings kind of have lacked center depth a little bit. Like the Philpola could kind of slide in there if Zetterberg goes down a little bit, or you know. I mean, he is getting older, so that back probably isn't going to get any better than it already is right now. And if he sustained any injury, Philpola can fill in on the wing or play center. So what about Joe Valeno? I think he's raw. I mean, we'll talk more about that in a little bit, but I think he's a little raw. But, I mean, you never know. I mean, you, you really never know. They could, I suppose they could always stick Rasmussen on center too. But, yeah, I mean, Robin Leonard, I, I would be okay with it. I'm not a huge fan of him. I mean, I think uh, I think he's a pretty good goalie, but I, I, he's another goalie that just kind of hasn't panned out, almost like Peter Mrazek a little bit. Yeah, I. but I don't think Laner has the attitude that Mrazek has. The Flyers announced that they weren't going to re-sign Mrazek, but his name is not being not being talked about by anyone, really. Yes. I think that's mostly because of his attitude and the amount of money that he's asking for. If he's still asking for four million, there's no way he, no way a NHL team signs him. No, he's gonna get like 
a million, maybe a million too, if he if he stays in the NHL. Yeah, and he'll still be a backup. He's not yeah. going to get a starter position. If he's going to get a starter position, he's going to have to win one somewhere. Yeah, he's going to have to win some more games before he wins a starter position. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's. I mean, I'm not excited about who they're talking to free agent. Hey, at least they're not dumb like the Penguins. They're going to sign Jack Johnson. I know. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, they but... traded Connor Sheary and uh, someone else for a, a fourth round pick. And then they're talking they're going to sign. Uh, they signed Riley Shan yep. to a one year, 2.1 million or something. And then they're going to sign Jack Johnson to a three year deal. So, I mean, I don't think Penn's fans can be too happy with what they got for, for Connor Sheary. Yeah. It, well, I mean, what was it? A fourth round pick? Is that what you said for Connor uh, Sheary and Matt Hunwick? I mean, yeah, two for a for a conditional fourth. It becomes a third if Sheary like scores twenty goals or has forty points, something like that. Yeah, I don't. That's not yeah. gonna happen unless he's playing with Eichel. Well, well I guess you never know. They'll slot him in on the line with Eichel and Ocposo. So we'll see. We'll see what it looks yeah. like. So I think we're going to talk about the main topic tonight and why I am wearing a Montreal Canadiens jersey. Uh, Because I, for one, would love to put out my heartfelt thanks to the Montreal Canadiens upper management, the Ottawa Senators upper management, and my new best friend, John Chaika of the Arizona Coyotes for leaving the Red Wings, Philip Zadina, possibly the what? Greg, I believe it's uh, it's Merci beaucoup. I think I think that's how you say it. thank you in uh, French. I yeah, think. I mean, I mean they they said all their stuff in English first so they can understand what I'm saying. But thank you for Philip Zadina, possibly the best goal scorer in that entire draft. I just I will spend night and day watching his highlight reels. The kid is phenomenal. He's he's super pissed too because he got passed up. He said he's going to fill their nets with pucks. Yep. And uh, I'm just, I'm psyched. You see, I heard first, I, I mean, I'll take you step by step through what happened. You hear with pick number three, just like we said, Jesperi Kotkaniemi, they couldn't even say his name right. And they picked him. <laughs> then you hear, okay, so Ottawa's got number four. They're going to take Philip Zadina right here. And they go Brady Kachuk. And the Ottawa fan base exploded. They How about that one kid on, on uh, Twitter there? Through his jersey. Started almost starting I'm done. Crying. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing a Brassard jersey. And then you hear pick five coming up, and you're like, oh, man, Arizona, you're going to do it. You're going to get Philip Zadina and be super lucky. And they take Barrett Hayton. And we're all like, who the hell is Barrett Hayton? And, and that left us with, and we're like, Kenny can't screw it up now. And, and we got Zadina. So we got who will should be in this league an elite scoring forward. I pumped the brakes. I hope he does a really good job, and we'll talk about that in a second. But in in the events leading up to that, we were in a group chat. For all you guys that listen to us and don't know this, we're in a group chat, and me, Ryan, and Greg were talking about this. And right before this happened, Ryan goes, we might get Zadina. And I said, I hope so. And Greg said, Kenny's going to pick Quinn Hughes' watch. And I was getting ready for him to pick Quinn Hughes. I'm telling you. It, it would and have been a Holland move. I heard 
And I was at my grandparents' house, so I was trying to be kind of quiet because my grandfather was watching the Red Sox game. I was watching the draft. And I'm over here. I'm trying to be quiet. And as soon as I heard the Detroit Red Wings are proud to select from the Halifax Mooseheads, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, Phillips and my phone went on the ground. My iPad went on the ground. I was like, no fucking way. So, I mean, how how ecstatic were you? I want to hear your story about Dude, that. You had to have been. If you look back on the Grindline's Twitter feed, I was live tweeting the draft. Yeah. And every time they did, I'm like, holy shit, it's happening. I'm like, guys, it's it's really happening. We're going to get Zadina. And then right before I'm like, Holland, don't screw it up. And then they <laughs> called Philip Zadina. I literally, I screamed. I probably woke the baby up. But I screamed. Like, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, we could trade the rest of the picks right now, and I wouldn't care because we took Philip Zadina. And that, I mean, I say that can take a year off of our rebuild time. It like, can. That yeah. pick right there could take a year off the rebuild. And then following that up, you go all the way down to pick 30, all the way down. And who's there? Joe Valeno, who should have gone at like 11 or 12, was there at pick 30 yeah joe valeno and i didn't know a whole lot about him but for you guys that don't know i'm a pretty big hockey guy so but i'm also a baseball guy so during the summertime i don't have a whole lot of time to do a lot of hockey stuff unless there's big stories like these that come out and i was on youtube yesterday and i just happened to stumble upon a joe valeno highlight video this kid is really good I mean, oh, he's yeah. pretty big. He's pretty physical. He really makes some strong passes. Um, he can score. There was one goal that he scored. I'm like, what is this? Am I watching Philip Zadina highlights or Joe <laughs> Valeno highlights? Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to be happy with what the Red Wings have done. When 97 won the ticket is giving you credit for something, which is something that never no, no, happens. No. It's when they're talking about hockey, period. Okay, well, that too. That that definitely tells you something. And I'll tell you what, there's a buzz in the city right now. I don't live oh. there. There's a buzz in the city. I, I've talked to a lot of people. I see it on Twitter. I even see it on some of the Detroit news things that I follow on Facebook. They're tweet, they're posting about the Red Wings. There's a buzz in the city. And I heard that, that training um, this rookie camp is sold out. You can't get tickets anymore. Yeah, to no, it. People, people are excited. Out. Yeah, I'll be there on Saturday to watch the Team Howe versus Team Lindsay game. Uh, go watch my boy uh, Zadina and Michael Rasmussen. They put them on the same team. Oh, my like, oh, God. going to be filthy. But, uh, yeah, Joe Valeno, uh, six foot 191 pounds. He had 79 points in 64 games between St. John and Drummondville in the queue last year. Uh, he, he said the same thing. He's like, I want to – he's like, I want to shove it in the face of all the teams that didn't take me. Yeah, good. I mean, see, here's the thing about Joe Valeno. And like I said, I'm not going to pretend I didn't know a whole lot about the guy, but I have heard the name before. And the reason I did is because he got that ex- that exceptional status. Yeah. Like Connor McDavid and like um, John Tavares and uh, I believe Stamkos as well. And he got that. And usually when you get that, you're a stud. Uh, yeah. You know, he he's kind of had it, it. It's come a little bit more difficult for him, but I think it's going to come. Maybe he's a little bit of a late bloomer and he becomes 
you know, I don't know, your second line center. I mean, second, third line center. I mean, will you be complaining about that? The Red Wings don't have center depth, although they're starting to get it with Rasmussen and Larkin and all these guys. So, I mean, you got to be happy where they are right now. And Valeno was a tremendous pick at 30. Valeno also started playing in the C when he was 15. And that yeah, normally doesn't happen. Um, but I mean, hey, if he comes up and he's pushing and they say, wow, he has 1C potential, but we clearly have a 1C already in Larkin, he could become a major trade chip to get, an, say, an elite defenseman. Trade him to a team who's an elite center to get an elite defenseman. So, I mean, this is way, way down the road, but to get Joe Valeno, who I think Bob McKenzie even had him at like 7 or 8 overall, yeah. to get him at 30 is is kind of crazy um but to go back to to go back to one thing greg about the future of the nhl and the future of of how you said elite defensemen yes i think you still need good d but the washington capitals prove that you can outscore teams and win yeah and i mean say hey we have three people that look to be first line centers and they're one two three i mean that's that's a good problem to have Um, but going back to zadina for a minute there, there have been. I've been reading stuff from the first few days of development camp because it started yesterday on Tuesday, and people are wowed by Zadina. If you look back at the video, and there's a lot of video on Twitter of him going through drills, him just sniping pucks in the net. Uh, he had 44 goals and 38 assists in 57 games with Halifax. Just for a little, a little bit for people who really don't know much about him, they said he could be the best scorer out of this entire draft. If you go on YouTube and just type in Zadina highlights, there's about 15 different videos. I mean, beautiful goal score. And they think that's the only reason they signed Ferk was to help Zadina out because him, uh, him and Ferk know each other. So. And, and, um, and Philip Heronic as well. They're all Czech guys. So yeah, I mean, I, I joked about it the other day. Someone tweeted um, about, uh, how they have like a Czech connection now. Well, first you had the Russian five, then you had all the Swedes. What are you now going to have all the Czech mates? Yeah, we did pick up some <laughs> Swedes though. Yeah, we if did. You look at, if you look at our round three pick in uh, Jonathan Bergren, uh, five foot ten, hundred eighty one pounds, eighteen goals and thirty nine assists in thirty eight games with uh, Skeleftia, which in the Swedish junior. Yeah, he was a surprise to some people. Um, but when you talk to others, they said they they were surprised that he may not have gone a little sooner than 33. Uh, he's a little small, but he's fast, and they say his vision is is crazy. So he's a speedy winger who can score. They compare him a lot to Victor Arvidsson, uh, who yeah. is who is coming on uh, pretty well in his own. I like that pick. I, I mean, you it's not a Red Wing draft. Helen St. James joked about it. Helen St. James, excuse me, joked about it. And she said it's not a Red Wing draft until you pick a Swede. I mean, it's kind yeah. of true. They've been picking Swedes since the early 2000s. So, I mean, what the heck? I mean, he's a smaller guy. He played in junior, so he is raw. It's going to take him a little bit to get to the National Hockey League if he does. And I think it's it's a low-risk, high-reward kind of uh, pick there. Yeah, they said uh, some people were kind of upset that we didn't pick Bodie Wild in that position. Uh, That was the 33 pick. Now, with the 36 pick, 
we picked uh, Zadina's deem, uh mate, Jared McIsaac, yep. uh, from Halifax, six foot one, one eighty nine, nine goals, thirty eight assists in sixty five games. Uh, he has also had a really good uh, report coming out about him in the first day of training camp, first couple of days, and it, it, I mean, big defenseman who has a lot of potential. And it came out that apparently during some of the interviews, Bodie Wild did not impress a lot of people. They say there are some off-ice issues there, so they didn't take him. Uh, but what do you think of the McIsaac pick? I like McIsaac. He's 6'1". You know, they need D. And so uh, Craig Button said this on uh, Art Regner's podcast, the uh, Red and Red White, White Authority. Yeah. yeah, he said – you don't know with these guys for a few years, right? So, I mean, you, we can sit here and say, we like this pick, we like that pick, we like this pick. And, and maybe the first round pick we might know a lot about, and you know, going forward. But until you stock the cupboard and, and see what you have, you don't really know. So, I mean, I love the pick. I love the fact that they finally went defense because I think they need that. And yeah. we all know they need that. So, to add young defensemen to your – you know, to what already what you have with Chalowski and Haronic and Hicketts and Russo's gone now. But, you know, all those guys, I mean, it, it's good. Villy's still there. I don't know if Villy will ever make it because he is small. But, I mean, it's a potential trade chip as well, right? Yeah. I think what uh, George Malik said about uh, Jared McIsaac was that he sees some, like, brilliant stuff for him for a little while. And then he goes back to basic defense. And then 10 minutes later, brilliant stuff from him. And then back to basic defense. They're saying he can, he's a good puck carrier, but he makes great outlet passes. So if, if you can get someone to distribute the puck to Rasmussen or distribute the puck to Larkin or to Zadina or to Mantha, score because they don't have to make plays. Plays can happen from the defense. Well, that's great. the. That's one of the biggest, the Red Wings' biggest issues, um, you know, going back to probably even when Nicholas Lidstrom was, you know, when he retired. I mean, they haven't had that defense. I mean, Mike Green's good, but they don't have, two, like, you know, one or two defensemen that are good at outlet outletting the puck. And that kind of gives the offense, that, that, that starts the offense. The first pass is what... Is supposed to start the offense, you know. That's how you get in the zone quick. That's how you start the odd man rushes. I mean, they haven't been able to do that. I mean, so and and in turn, they play a slower speed, a, a slower pace. Yeah, and that's why it was nice when Joe Hicketts came up because Joe yep. Hicketts could pass the puck, and that's why Joe Hicketts had three assists in five games because he could pass the puck into the offense and have them score which is what, what we need from the blue line, which I think someone like in, in a few years, McIsaac could bring in. Speaking of defensemen, I don't know if we've mentioned this. We probably should just uh, quickly. Um, the Red Wings put defenseman Xavier Ouellette on unconditional waivers for the purpose of buying him out. So yep. they couldn't find a suitor. So he's going to be gone. They're going to be buying him out sometime this weekend. So. That's yeah, another. and uh, and Grand Rapids traded Robbie Russo to Arizona for a conditional seventh. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the condition is we only get the pick if he plays in 20 games, which yep. I don't think he will. So I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. with in the third round with the 67th pick, the Red Wings pick defenseman Alec Regula. Uh, his father was used to be the Red Wings team dentist. He is now the Lions team dentist. 
I mean, I have no feelings about this pick. I feel like it was just an in-house pick. They're like, hey, we know your dad, so we're going to pick you. Uh, seven goals and 18 assists in 67 games with London. London is known to produce good players. Yep. Uh, Regula's tape that I watched looked good. Um, it did. But yeah, I six foot four, 203 pounds. So he's a big boy. And they want us to draft big boys, so we did. Yeah, I think that, that that was a good pick. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't know a whole lot about the guys. And unless you study this draft, you know, night in and night out, you're probably not going to know a lot about this guy. But he's a Michigan boy. Uh, like you said, his uh, dad was a former Red Wing dentist, and now he's a Lions dentist. So, I mean, he's got some ties there. He's a big guy. He's pretty fast. He can move the puck. He's got a decent shot. I have seen that video exactly that you're talking about. And he plays, he comes from a great organization like the London Knights. So, I mean, why not give the kid a shot? Yeah. I, and he, played I, with, he played with Evan Bouchard, so it's not like he's some slouch. Yeah. Like you said, it depends on how, how they pan out. You draft five defensemen hoping two of them might pan out, or at least yeah. one of them does. Right. So, again, that was number 67. Again, at 81, the Red Wings picked in the third round defenseman Seth Barton. Uh, six foot two, 171. Again, a big kid. He could get up to that 203 like Regula. He just has to get some weight training in. Six goals, 27 assists, and 49 games with Trail in the BCHL. I know nothing of the BCHL. Uh, so, uh. so, the only thing I'll say about the BCHL. Uh, this is starting to be a little bit more of a de- developmental league. Now, if, uh, d- if you remember, Dennis Chalowski was the fir- Wings' first round pick, and I believe it was 2015, 14, or 15. And uh, was it 15? I think it was 15. Yeah, 2015. And he came out of the BCHL, and then he ended up going to uh, St. Cloud State. Didn't really like college, didn't have a lot of success there, and now he's playing in the Western, in the Canadian Hockey League, out in the Western Hockey League. So, I mean, he could end up being on this year's team. I mean, so the BCHL, I guess, is what I'm getting at, is a decent league. And I mean, there's more and more talent coming out of there every year. Yeah. So they have him as a good skating, good puck moving defenseman. Uh, he just has size. He's big, big guy. I'll take it. Uh, then again, in the third round at pick number 84, uh, the Red Wings selected Jesper Eliasson, uh, goaltender from uh, Troja Jönby in Sweden's Junior 2 level. I'm probably not saying that correctly, but I don't speak Swedish. He had a 1.9 goals against average and a 93% save percentage in 19 games. That, to me, those are good numbers uh, in 19 yeah. games in, in Swedish Junior League. Six foot three, 209. So that's, uh, that's a Ben Bishop-sized goaltender. Yeah, that's a big boy. And, and, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, you stock the cupboard, you see how many goalies you can get. And if one pans out and becomes a, you know, elite goalie in the NHL or even a serviceable goalie in the NHL, I mean, you're happy about that, you know? And then, like I said, the size is great. And, you know, he's playing in a, in a junior, would you say, a junior two league? Junior two. So, so now your hope is he gets to that junior one level or he gets to the Swedish elite league at some point. And then, you know, who knows? He ends up playing on a world junior team. You get to see him there. 
and and you know hopefully that he can move move on to North America. But a lot of those guys don't end up coming to North America at some point in time. Yeah, goalies are normally the ones that, that don't pan out because there are only so many spots available for them. Right. You figure the NHL has 31 teams. That's 62 goalies, roughly, signed to NHL contracts. Yeah. So, I mean, if each team in the draft takes two goalies every year, goalies are the toughest ones to pan out to the NHL. And they take so long, too. They do. You don't really know what you got until they're, like, ready to – like, who knew that Caden Fulcher was going to have the season that he had? Or who knew that uh, Larson – Philip Larson was going to have the season he had. I think Larson might be the uh, might be our our future starting goaltender. Him and Petroselli. Yeah, Petroselli just needs to have a strong year. I think yeah. Fulcher, yeah. I think, would be a good backup eventually. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, so then the Red Wings made the shocking move, and they got Ryan O'Reilly, not Buffalo Sabers. Ryan O'Reilly, <laughs> six foot two, two hundred and one pound. Ryan O'Reilly, 21 goals, 13 assists in 45 games with Madison in the USHL. So the United States Hockey League uh, had a lot of love this draft. Yep. There was a lot from the USHL. Uh, It says that he has to work on his skating, but he's a big body uh, and he's good around the net. Uh, He will be going to Denver next season. Okay, and and that's another good program. You know, Denver – Denver produces a lot of talent, you know, Henrik Borgstrom, Troy Terry. Um, there's more players I can't think of off the top of my head, but I mean, Denver won a national championship a few years ago. Will Butcher, uh, the defenseman for the uh, the New Jersey Devils, had a really good year. So, I mean, you're going to a good program like that. You may or may not pan out, but I mean, that's a good pick for the Red Wings especially given the fact that he has size. And, I mean, you're sensing a theme here. They like size. their size right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you'll hear that next with the 160th pick. Uh, Six-foot-five, 200-pound goalie, Victor Bratstrom, who played with Timra uh, in Sweden, too. And we know a lot of good players have come from Timra. Yeah. Uh, he had a 1.93 goals against and a 91% save percentage in 15 games. He is a monster. Uh, he's a monster, but from what I have seen of him, he he's pretty agile. Um, but it's it's rough. I mean, sixth-round goalie, you, you don't know what you're getting there. Well, I'll tell you what. Victor Bratstrom, that just sounds like a goaltender that, uh, that, that looks like it could be a, a goaltender in the NHL. Now, I have no idea what he's like. I mean, that's a sixth-round pick. Most people probably had no idea who this guy was. But just from a name perspective, that sounds like a guy that could play in the NHL. I think and that's he's a, got eyes. I think that's a Hawk and Anderson pick right there. Big old <laughs> yeah. Swedish goalie. It's got Hawkins fingerprints all over it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then rounding out the draft, the Red Wings got forward Otto Kevin Maki. Uh, so Otto, that's a pretty sweet name. Five foot eight, hundred and thirty-seven pounds. He is small and he is light for now. Uh, 11 goals, 20 assists in 37 games with the Asat Jr. in the Finland Junior League. Um, he, what what they're raving about him about is his hockey IQ. He's a good passer and he's a good setup guy. He's just real small. Uh, and when you're that small, you can be that small, but when you're 137 pounds, you're going to get bumped around. Well, 
I believe he's at the camp this week. And mm-hmm. Michael, former winged octopus um, blogger for the uh, Toledo Walleye, yeah, writer as well, uh, for the Toledo Walleye, um, he's at he was at the camp today, and he said he's really fast and he's got some really good hands. Now, yeah. will that translate to the NHL at some point? Who knows? But I mean, that's that's one of those low risk, high reward possibilities. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be – when you're 137 pounds, you're going to be fast. There's nothing weighing you down. Well, so. you, well, you, I'll tell you what. You better put on some weight. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So those were the picks that the Red Wings uh, had. I, overall, with their two first picks alone, I mean, they A-plus for me. You you weren't dumb. You didn't make stupid moves and reach for people. You didn't pass on the good guy because you had your person in mind. I think Ken Holland jump started the rebuild with his picks. I hate, I hate giving him credit, but I think he jump started the rebuild with his picks. And I think the Red Wings get an A plus for this draft. I know we're going to talk more about the future of the Red Wings and, and you know, the state of the Red Wings as we go on here this summer, we're probably not going to have a whole lot to talk about. So we'll have more guests and stuff like that on, but the future of the Red Wings looks bright. You know, we have Rasmussen, we have, uh, Philip Heronic, we have Chalowski, we have Larkin, Mantha, possibly Athanasiu if he wants to stick around. If not, then he'll be out of here. We have um, some good prospects here in in, in um, Valeno and Zadina and all these guys. Now let's see what it's going to look like. Let's see what it's going to look like in the fall. Let's see what they're going to do to augment the team, you know, in the current state. state. And, and we'll just see what it looks like. Philip Zadina is my next Red Wings jersey if he ends up making the team. Oh, absolutely. Yep, yep. I'm going to get the Adidas, and, and that'll be my first Adidas jersey. It'll be the uh, Philip Zadina jersey. Quickly, I just want to say, Philip Zadina, uh, he's got a personality, which I don't know if you realize this, but in in most NHL cities, if you're going to be a superstar, a lot of these players don't have personalities. Connor no. McDavid doesn't really have a personality. Look at John he's a great player. John is one of those boring people I've ever heard talk. All right. So uh, Philip Sedina seems like the type of guy that that will embrace playing in a place like Detroit where people actually give a shit about hockey. Um, so I think that will be really good. I hate the expectation things, and I'm sure we'll talk more about predictions and everything like that, but I hate the fact that people are putting 50 goals on this guy right away. No, and I wouldn't hold him to to something like that, but I don't see why he couldn't score 30 with with what he looks like. I want to see him play a little bit, but I don't see why he couldn't score 30. Yep, I agree. Um, Well, I guess we'll talk more about, like I said, the state of the Red Wings as as we go on this summer, but I think that the future's bright, and I do think there, like, watching the development camp today, it felt like the Red Wings are not back, but it felt like people actually cared again. Like, I feel like last summer, people were like, eh, you know, the new arena, that's cool, but the, the, there's nothing to hope for. There's nothing to look forward to. There's nothing. Now you have something to look forward to. Now, I don't know if he's going to give you highlight reel goals or what he's going to do, but he's going to be something to watch. He's going to be very intriguing. 
Yeah, it there's there's a buzz in Hockey Town, and I'm gonna be there on Saturday. I'll have stuff to talk about next week when I watch the Team Howe versus Team Lindsay game. But I think I think this this draft really gave us a little more hope. Yep. I don't see as many people being negative. I still see people online that have no idea how hockey teams are built and they'll just be ignorant to be ignorant or be angry to be angry. Um, but for the hockey fans that, that know what this team needs and what it takes to get back to being good again, I think they're, they should be very hopeful by what they saw at the draft. I will say one thing and then we'll, maybe we'll get into the Zetterberg news. The, for the people that just want to be negative and say, we should have taken a defenseman. Don't come crying don't don't go on Twitter and start tweeting when Zadina starts scoring, I don't know, we'll, we'll call it 20 goals this year or maybe more than that, or he scores an absolute highlight real goal and you're tweeting about how much you love Philip Zadina. Just remember that you said that you didn't want Philip Zadina. You wanted defense. Yeah. Tell me tell me That's that when he's putting in when he's putting up goals and and you know Quinn Hughes isn't even on the team in Vancouver. So let me tell you something. Those same people that say, well, I, you know, Zadina is this, Zadina that, they're going to have his fucking jersey on at opening night yep. or a T-shirt at opening night because he's going to be a Red Wing player and he might be a superstar. Yeah. I think you could have a superstar in, in Zadina. I think you could potentially have a superstar in Larkin. I mean, yep. this team could get elite players back. It's just it's going to take some time. But well, I think we are out of time, and we will touch on other sensitive subjects if any other news comes out about them. We might have to have an emergency podcast if any news comes out. But I don't believe podcast. it will. I don't believe it will. So I think we're going to wrap it up here with uh, the nice recap of the draft. Tyler, I'll let you take us out. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say because we don't know any, like you said, whether anything's true nothing. or what. Yeah, we know, we know nothing. nothing. And I, I'm sure you guys know what we're talking about, and I kind of just mentioned it a little bit, but we're not going to get into it because there's nothing really to talk about on that front because we don't know anything. So yeah. with that, I mean, I think we're going to wrap it up. Greg, you have anything else to say? No, you can just follow me online at Bringing the Wing. You can follow me on Twitter at SealDog91. You can follow the Grindline Podcast on Twitter at GrindlinePod. And then you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play. You can also subscribe to us on Podbean and Spotify as well. We're still working to get the kinks out. Yeah, so- uh, update to that. Podbean's being a pain in my ass. Uh, And I'm doing everything they're telling me to do. And they're like, I don't know why Spotify and iTunes isn't updating with all your new information. So I'm yelling at their support and it should be up soon. What's nice about the Podbean link, though, is when we tweet it out, you can stream it directly through the tweet. So, yeah. All right. So, Greg, that's all I have. Ryan will probably be back on the next uh, podcast. He's off on vacation or something like that anyways that's all i have um hopefully you guys have a good night and uh stay classy hockey town